Yeah. And the, we're live. The ceremonial removing of the keys out of respect for Cooper. There they are. Thank Dropped. The jingled for the last time today. Thank the Lord. Hey, hey, man, I like being corrected. I like improving little things that I can do a little better. I didn't mind it. 20 minutes into every podcast, I felt Christmas was coming. I thought you loved Christmas. Didn't I we talk Christmas. about this? All right, I well, I don't. Christmas. I'm glad I'm not wearing those Almost there. Christmas keys anymore. Almost there. Are you serious? What month is it? Counting down the days. Oh, my God. T minus <laughs> to Christmas, everybody. Um, Welcome back, everybody, to a nice episode of Unofficial. Uh, I get, uh, what is it, withdrawal. I'm addicted to you in the show already. It's really? not it's not healthy. Mm, I think I need right. to quit just for my own sake. <laughs> Soon I'm not going to see you as much as I That might make the show better. Normally do. Yeah, cuz we're going to miss each other. Maybe we're, our rhythm will be off because we don't have that unspoken um No, I think it'll be good because forth. we'll be so eager to get to go like to then we'll make be overzealous. Rhythm. We won't give each other the mic. It'll be terrible. That's that optimism. I'm shooting pessimism. low. I'm shooting low so that whatever happens, it'll feel like we yeah, improve. Exactly, yeah, exactly. I like to do that once in a while. Um, just want to start the day off by telling everybody that Mayan brought me a juice box called the Grape Escape. I brought him a juice box. <laughs> That's the, my little kid voice. The Grape Escape. I love that name. Um, <laughs> Sweetened only with fruit juice. Yeah, no, I thought you'd like the organic approach to. Yeah, absolutely. It's actually a pouch. You know, it's a simple truth. It's a simple truth knockoff of a Capri Sun pouch. Yeah. Do you know, this is actually an incredibly um, funny anecdote from my childhood. I remember uh, sixth grade, I was in some uh, extracurricular government-like group, um, which sure. which sounds like, like it might be me, but it really wasn't. I, I think I was just doing it because this girl I thought was cute was in it, and I was like, oh, man, if she's doing it, I want to do it. And we actually did end up doing a, uh, a speech that we had written together along with whatever teacher um, in f- that we gave in front of like the Senate or the state legislature or whatever friggin' group. I mean, this is 5,000 years ago. And the speech, the argument that we were, we were making was that um, juice boxes should be banned because they weren't recyclable. Weird. Yeah. So um, even there's, there is record, there is record of me even at 11 years old um, uh, doing governmental work to help, the planet survive and keep us sustainable. Wow, that's lame in, in the, such a great way. That's what's up. <laughs> I uh, there's got to be a picture somewhere. Let me see. I want to see a picture. Boxing. I want to no, see a picture no of you boxes. in high school. Okay, I can find one. Yeah, I had a mullet. If that's, I mean, are you gonna no, be okay? You yes, I did. You had a mullet. Dude, it was 1964. What do you want me to do? Not um, have a mullet. <laughs> I had a mullet until the early 90s, which did not feel weird at the time. Whoa. I mean. Keep in mind, my hair was beautiful. It wasn't like a gross mullet, and it wasn't yeah. like a rat tail, like one strip. It was actually just like the longer hair in the back behind the ears. It was, it's honestly one of the reasons that um, until I was about up front, biz- business up front, party in the back. Exactly, it was a lot of party in the back. Yeah. Um, but uh, until I was maybe eleven or twelve, uh, grownups would often mistake me for a little girl. <laughs> Long hair, super I cute. I actually got mistaken for a little, little girl for my age. Too. Yeah, what's that? I actually got mistaken for a little yeah. girl at one point. I mistook a little kid the other I, I, day. I had really long hair, and I was working as a host at this restaurant. Oh yeah, on uh, on Block Island. Nice. And, and I would see people, and I was young. I was like thirteen, fourteen, and maybe ha- my voice hadn't dropped yet all the way. Oh, so I, so this yeah, rich, all the way. rich baritone. So timbre. I would, I would, I would see people, and I remember one time I was like, "Yeah, right this way." And then somebody came up and was like, oh, are yeah. you guys being helped to super, the group? And super the, casual. Yeah, and, the, and then the father said, oh, no, this young lady's helping us out. Boom! And nice was, dad I, joke. I, I remember turning and being like, huh? 
Did you like stroke your mustache at the same time? And you're like, I, I don't think so. I dropped the menus on the ground in front of him, and I said, "No, she's not." Boom, and then you walk back to the front desk. Yeah, no, I didn't. That's hilarious. That's how the sketch ends. Yeah. No, she's not. Boom, walks off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah That's fantastic. Um, yeah, and then no murder, and you lose your job as the cool host. So I want to know <laughs> something. So, so something crazy happened this morning where you live. Like, so I, you yeah, know I'm, I'm, you I'm, you know me well enough to know that I don't like being late. Oh. Do I? Right? Yeah. I'm usually not no. late. Um, We're both usually pretty punctual. But when it comes to the show, we are a little bit, we give ourselves like a 15 minute window. It's yeah. our fucking thing. It's not yeah, a big yeah, deal. Yeah. But Traffic. Um, you got to get 15 minutes for traffic. Especially easily. for both, we live in opposite directions and mine lives a, a lot further now than he did. Um, not a lot further, but just. It's, uh, it's, it's twice to, as far. Yeah, you got to take it's the 405 and that's like. It's twice as far and it's uh, in, in LA that can, it can mount up. Yeah, That can sure. mount up. Um, So. I'm not a late guy, but I used to be. I've always been a late bloomer. You know what I mean? Didn't start smoking weed till I was 25. Uh-oh, somebody pulled out my mic. That was unprofessional. Oh, my God, is mine still? Okay, it wasn't my mic. It was my headphones. All right, so back on track. Nice work. You're fixing everything, even when you cause the problem. <laughs> um, so I don't like being late. But we uh, we went a little early today. You ch- your your schedule has changed a little bit. You're like, can we meet earlier? No problem. Um, I wasn't excited about it. I'm not a really <laughs> early guy. Uh, but I'm like, all right, no big deal. But I was running late. Mm-hmm. So I texted you, hey, I'm going to be a little later than we planned. You're like, a little bit later? No problem. Great. And then I get a text from my neighbor saying, uh, we're shooting something at the house and there's trucks in, th- in the thing, so park on the street today if you can. No problem, but I'm already... In, in the driveway, in the garage. That information, again, would have been great yesterday. <laughs> so uh, I text her back, and I'm like, oh, okay, no problem, but I got to leave in about a half an hour. She's like, okay, great. Uh, I'll, I'll move uh, my car. And I said, okay, I'll give you a heads up when I'm, I'm walking out the door. She's like, great. And then a few minutes later, she texts back, I'm just going to move the car now, and I'll move it later. You're good to go, but you have to back out of the driveway. Now, backing out of the driveway doesn't sound like a big deal. When it's 500 feet long and it's walled with trees on both sides, backing out is not the best compared to just driving forward like I normally do. But again, not a huge deal. No problem. I'll back out. So I go outside and I look and there's a car in the driveway, like right in my way. And I'm like, I thought she was going to move, but I know that's not her car. Uh So I text her, hey, there's a car in the driveway. Now I'm thinking I better let Coop know soon that, um, but it's only one thing. It should only take a couple minutes. And uh, she, I don't hear back from her for like a minute, so I call. And I'm like, hey, and she answered the phone, and it's all like garbled. And I don't even think it's her. It sounds like a, another person. I'm like, I, look at the, I remember looking at the phone going, did I dial the right number? And it's like garbled, and it's like a different voice. And I'm like, hello, anybody? Who, who are these people you're calling? It's My your, neighbor. Your we share a driveway. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha, we gotcha. share a driveway. Yeah. Uh, it's a long driveway, and you have to go through hers uh, to get to, to mine. Gotcha. Um, and it's usually not a problem, but things happen. Yeah. More people are over, different way, whatever. And... Um, so now I'm calling her, and now I'm not even sure if I've got a hold, gotten a hold of her. And I finally figure out it's her, and I'm like, hey, there's someone in the car in the driveway. And she's like, there shouldn't be. And I'm like, I know that. That's what I'm going. <laughs> uh, and she's like, hold on a second. So I hang up the phone. I wait a minute. I know that. <laughs> um, she comes out, and I'm like, hey, I give her a hug, say hi. And then she says, oh, that's the pool guy's car. I said, oh, okay, no problem. So she's like, let me go find him. So she, clearly, probably at the pool. So she goes to the pool. She finds the guy. A couple minutes later, they come out. He's like, oh, I'm really sorry. I'm like, no problem. I go inside. I get in my car. Um, he backs out of the way. I'm backing out of the driveway. Now, not only is it, you know, slightly challenging to back out of our driveway, 
but at the end, it comes out at a, at a, at a knife, at a jackknife angle. So you can't just pull out because there could be someone coming down the blind hill around. And it's just like a literally like um, a, a, an A-frame point of, of trees and shrubbery. Like it's like a wall you can't see behind. Right. And so you got to come out slowly, but you're also backing out into another blind T half intersection kind of thing. So you oh, can't, sounds like a nightmare. It's, 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 it just made me a little bit later than I wanted to be today. It's not a big deal, but there's more. Um, so, but there's more. <laughs> so I, I, I back out, I come out, I know I look out the side, I come out really close and then I'm backing out and I'm looking behind me, right? Uh-huh. Out of my rear view mirror and I'm backing out and all of a sudden I hear this crunch and I hit something and I'm like, no. what the fuck? Long story short, some cool neighbor put a basketball hoop at the end of this T at this intersection, right? Which is really cool. Uh, I've never used it, but I plan to at some point. But he puts cones around it so that no one will park under it, which I also respect. No problem there. But by the time I looked behind me, that first cone was already beneath my rear view mirror view. So I didn't see it when I crunched it. So it's just a cone? Just a cone. Okay. Not a big deal. It so made a loud noise, though? It made a crunch sound as I'm backing into a street. It just, you know, you, you have to Scary, stop yeah. and find out what's going on. Sure. Uh, so I had to pull up away from the cone, uh, get out, move the cone. <laughs> Back up now. See, because of the T, I'm not like doing. I'm not gonna do a three-point turn at the bottom of my driveway back into my driveway. I'm just gonna pull all the way out into that next T and then pull straight away going left. It's hard to understand. If you saw it, it would make sense. I get it. So I had to get out of the car a couple times to move the cone and fix the cone. And now I'm on my way. Okay, great. But I also have this unique neighborhood where it's literally a five-minute trip from my driveway to the actual. Um, Ventura, the actual avenue where you yeah. get on into your, you know, take a left, whatever. It's just a fucking like S curves and tight, and it's just it's it's a five minute trip just to get to the street, mm-hmm. literally. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but if you if you drove it, you're like, oh, that's kind of a hike to get yeah. to the street. All right, we get it. Show off. What? <laughs> it's not. It's annoying. Your privacy. Privacy. It's not what I meant. Um, it's it's a loaded with people up there. Yeah. Um, which is why this story is actually. I see a, it. You haven't come over yet. It's I pretty know, cool. I see it. And so. Now you've got to navigate other people, and sometimes you get people in front of you who are really slow. Other times you get people behind you who are impatient. It's sometimes a challenge. So I get out, and I'm driving down the hill, and all of a sudden there's a, a postman. Uh-huh. And I love postmen. I have postmen in my family. Who doesn't? Right? Yeah. Um, and, every, and, you know, they're very social people. You can talk to them. They're not, like, standoffish. If you have an issue, you can, you can address. Like, they're usually pretty cool. And he pulls. he's in front of me, and he pulls up to wherever he's dropping mail off, but he pulls up to where there's another car parked on the other side of this narrow street. No one parked ahead of that car. No one parked um, beneath that car. It's the worst spot to bottleneck someone coming through. He could have parked either way, and I could have gone around, but he didn't. He parked right across. (laughs) And so now I have this space that's basically just wide enough for my car to get through without mirrors. I had to get out again. I got him. I parked it in between this in the street. I get out of the car. I look around to see how much uh, that's tight. I want to see it. I'm outside the yeah, car to make yeah, sure. Yeah. And I I figured out that if I pull my window and my my rear view mirror, my uh, side mirror in, I can make it through. I just got to keep my window open and my and my car as tight to that parked car on the opposite side of his truck as I can. And I should be okay. So I do that. I get through and I just and I. <laughs> I put it in park and I hop out again and I just yell over to him like, hey, my man. He turns around, like looking around. And I said, um, you know, would it have been a big deal? Like next time, can you just pull up so you're not across? Like that would make our daily thing a little more smooth. And he's like, I have to park right here. And now I sent now I'm sensing bullshit yeah. because I'm I was 
trying to get into in a reasonable exchange where we could both be better people after right, it, right. learn from each other. Um, and he, I feel like he's throwing me bullshit off the top. And and with a like a like a underlying attitude. A little bit, that, like, a little bit. I have to park there. And it's not the first time I've encountered this in this neighborhood with the post people. So now I'm sensing like Wait, a so pattern. Wait, so this is the postman? The guy with, yeah, the delivery guy. The, the delivery the, guy. The mailman. Yeah. Yeah. And I, again, mailman, I, I, in my, love postman. mailman in my family. Listen, not ignorant to their struggles. Unofficial loves postman. Yeah, unofficial. This, we support the post we po- people. We support the post. Maybe not the business of the post office. No, I don't yeah, know about the governmental it, side very business much. Business aside, just the, the men who work hard on the daily to get things delivered yes. to people who need them. Yes, the but, people. But, but this guy particularly. Every person is individual. I'm yep. not going to judge all postmen based on one interaction, and I'm not going to assume anything based on my previous interactions. Yes. As much as I can, can uh, actually um, do. Of course. So <laughs> he says, oh, I have to park here. Mm-hmm. And I said, you have to park. Why? I'm so sorry to continue this conversation, but why do you have to park there? Yeah. And he said, because we have to park as close to the box as we can. And I said, you you couldn't like it's against the rules for you to pull up four feet so that there's more space for cars to to go through. And he's like, yes. I said, you're serious. You can't. You're. He said, it's to save time. I said, you what? can't. Yeah. I said, this you, is wasting so much time. And that's what I'm in my in my head. Am I am I am I thinking thinking to myself? Am I going to say? Do you think this conversation is saving time? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but I didn't yeah. say that. I didn't say that. Yeah. I said, let me just understand. You can't pull. You can't walk six eight feet. Um, that's against the rules from your truck. Like you have to park and then get in again to pull the next house. Like he's like he goes. That's the way it is. <laughs> and I was like. That's not the way a, the cookie crumbles. And not like, oh, I'm sorry. He'd have to call me sir. He's older than me. Like He could have yeah. said, oh, I'm sorry. I I'm, I didn't mean to. I'll, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I should have been a little more considerate. Thanks for reminding me. And I'd have been like, you know what? Thanks for being <laughs> a, so receptive to my. perfect world. Well, sometimes you know it goes what, sir, that thank way. Thank you for being so receptive sometimes to my. Sometimes it goes that way. Meanwhile, I'm late. It's like Truman Show. It's like, little, that's how it feels. That's how it does feel sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um. So I said, I, I didn't, I, I didn't. Take it any further. I just said, okay. I said, I'm going to look into that. I appreciate it. And I got in my car and I left. Thinking to myself, ah, oh, shit, I'm really late. <laughs> um, I come around the corner and there's a Porsche in front of me. And you know I hate Porsches. I fucking hate Porsches. I don't know what it is, man. They weren't. They stopped being cool after risky business. And I don't know if it's uh, who's in charge of these designs. Oh, I didn't tell you. I met a dude last week who designs cars for Cadillac. Ooh. Dude. He was telling me that they plan car designs out to like 2030, 2040. And I was like, what are you talking about? You plan designs 20 years in the in the future? Like, how do you know? He said, you know that, um, so what he said, I think he said, you know that Tesla that just came out, he said they've been working on that, for, that was, that's five years old. And I was like, that's, it, it was, it, and they throw out most of the stuff they design. They just, they, he said, it, we're so overworked. And like a lot of times, you do the, all this work for months. They probably want to have fun and too, and just like um, you know, go for it. Like, oh, what would I design in twenty thirty? And then they'll look at it and be like, oh, maybe that's what we should do. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Because they they're just like architects and builders and have imagination. Probably just like I'm going to design a car if we could hover them. Well, there's different departments too. There's the clay modelers, right, right, like right. you know, there's the the computer technical guys who do the. I don't know. I mean, I got a lot of information from him in just a, a brief interaction, but it, I was a little riveted at that. Just that one thing I didn't really understand was that they're That's planning sick. decades ahead of time. And how do you know what's going to be cool twenty years ahead? I don't fucking know. Um, but anyway, so uh, there's a Porsche in front of me, and all uh-huh. of a sudden he stops. Just stops in the middle of the road, and I'm like, so you're dri- you're both driving the same way. I He's just passed. Right. He's in front of me driving. Right. Of me driving. I, I'm. Th- 10 seconds past the mail carrier yeah. and uh, and he stops and he starts backing up 
And now I know what's happening, but still you're trying to go to your, to your work and you're late and the car in front of you stops and starts backing toward you. You're like, oh, it's just that the trigger. Oh, well. So I, I realize that someone's coming around the corner. I can't see him, but he knows he can't get through. And sure enough, around the These corner comes. thin streets, huh? Yeah. Oh, you're like. Especially for the flatbed truck that he's backing up for. Oh, I Doesn't, think I know, what, I know what kind of streets you're living on. Of course like, you do. Studio City. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to. What? Well, no one's going to hunt you down. I don't know if you want. They, the, do they we know? talked about Studio City. Yeah, okay, we talked yeah, about yeah. Studio City. Um, the addresses. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Okay, stop <laughs> it with the fucking addresses. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I I remember. I mean, I remember when I just drive up those streets. I had a friend who lived in Studio City, and I would visit him sometimes. And I remember driving up those streets, and it was just like windy, thin, like unpredictability. People just pulling out here, pulling out there, and you're just kind of like dealing with, you know different variables the whole way up which we all do everyone yeah. deals with that shit everywhere yeah, this yeah, is just yeah. a new neighborhood for me yeah it's and diff- it wasn't it's different than where you used to live i'm sure it was designed 80 70 80 years ago mm-hmm. you know when hollywood was first burgeoning and it wasn't designed for the kind of traffic we have today many places around the country are exactly like that um the 405 clearly yeah. was not designed to handle today's uh, volume of traffic Too many cars here so now he's backing up and what the the car that we're backing up for is a flatbed truck on not only a tight turn, but a tight turn that has cars parked on one side of it. Oh, God. Yeah. So I'm backing up. Now there's a car behind me. Now they're backing up. And I'm like thinking to myself, this is already the most cumbersome uh, uh, exit from my neighborhood that I've had in, in, in recent memory. And I'm fucking late. Um, so we back up. He pulls through. Uh, I remember the Porsche guy was really nice. He actually waved to the truck driver through his sunroof. I thought, oh, nice Porsche driver. Uh, not that they're not nice, but like I said, I just... I fucking hate Porsches. Um, but I like Lamborghini. What's wrong with me? Uh, <laughs> so we get past this one. Is there one more? I feel like there's one more and I'm forgetting. Uh, I can't. I think that was the last one. No, there's one. Oh, oh. So then I call. I come to the to the intersection at the end and there's a car in, in, in the other lane to, right next to me. And there is a guy on the hood of the car screaming, take me home. Take me home. What? And I realize <laughs> that there's a homeless guy that has jumped on the hood of someone's car and has had a flashback of the time where, I mean, I hate, it sounds like a joke, but when he had a home, I apologize, that was mean. Um, and he's like, you know, yeah. he's screaming at, he's drunk or, or on drugs, but screaming at the driver to take him home. And I was like, only in That's LA. Sad. That actually happened a few nights ago. It didn't happen today, but I thought it would be funny to add to the tag of this. <laughs> Um, but that did actually happen the other night. I was in the middle of the, uh, taking a left on some intersection, and I was, it, I was like, I'm sure there are a lot of crazy cities, but I've, I, that feels like L.A. to me. Yeah, L.A. has some pretty, uh, well, in terms of the homeless, a really bad homeless problem. It's pretty crazy. Now, here's the argument. If you were to be homeless, what better city? The weather? Yeah. The beaches? That's why a lot of them are here. Exactly. Um, I believe the social programs are actually quite good here. Uh, Food, medicine, housing. Um, The tent situation has exploded. Have you seen the tent colony, the the shantytown underneath the 405 on Venice around Sepulveda Sautel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, first of all. It's crazy. I'm talking like 20, 30 tents. Yeah. Under uh, an overpass that has never had them before. I've, I've, I've been driving at least on that uh, strip a decade, and it's never that's never been there before. There, it started like a couple years ago, and then there was a shooting there, yeah. but a um, year, year and a half ago, 
and now it seems to be like a community. It's literally like it feels like they're not like they're they, uh, my sense was that they're there because it's safer in numbers where they're just people trying to survive. Um, of course, there probably are some alcohol and drug problems, but it might also just be people who are ravaged by the economy and don't have really better options than to have a tent life in the middle of this city. And they're not, maybe they're not like Skid Row and they're not as bad off as you would assume because I remember we left the studio about six weeks ago and I was walking to my car and there were two tents and two people outside the tents just hanging out. And I remember looking at them and saying, hey, and they were like, hey, and they weren't like dirty homeless people with like clear addiction problems. They were just two normal people on the side of the street in tents having a beer. And I was like, this is getting crazy. Um, I mean, this is just in my small bubble of view. Can you imagine what is also going on across the country? And I can't attribute to any one thing, but it's not because the disparity is getting better. Yeah. This is exactly what Bernie is now running on. He's like, equaling the scales, man. The disparity is too, is too stark. And it's so apparent I'm, that I'm, and I live in Los Angeles, so I have a different view. I can't speak for everybody, but it's right in front of us. Right. Are you going Bernie? I can't imagine he wouldn't get me fired up again. I, I just can't imagine with what our options are that I wouldn't be. Um, all the arguments of people, and, and myself included, when he supported Hillary, I'm like, I'm done. I'm out because yeah. I don't think we're going to progress if we constantly compromise to that degree every time we hit that, no pun intended, wall of adversity. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I didn't want Trump to be president, but I didn't want Hillary to be president either. And I knew she was going to win, and I was right. She did win the popular vote. It wasn't even like I was wrong. It was the electoral college, the legalized gerrymandering that put Trump in office, among other things. I'm not trying to oversimplify. Um, but I really think that if, if we're going to break from this corrupt cycle, that we can't always vote for the lesser evil when we're on that, you know, um, what do you call it? Ground zero, 10th, 12th hour. I don't know the phrase to use, but at that last moment where things are, where you, you got to stand your ground. Um, and I might be naive, even though I'm not a, a, a spring chicken anymore. But I think that in order to accomplish the goals that you truly set for yourself, you have to commit that far where you won't vote for Hillary Clinton at the last minute because you're afraid of Trump. You go, no, Bernie or bust is not crazy. It's the reality of how we get out of this fucking hole. Yeah. Uh, I might be wrong, but that's and maybe it's just easier for me to do it. And so I don't have to work harder in the system to justify trying to get make the best of the bad situation. It's easy for me. I don't have kids. I don't have a mortgage. Like maybe it's just easier for me to just say that. And it's and it's more complicated. I could be wrong, yeah. but that's how I feel. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. See how it plays out. It all plays out. You nailed it. You nailed it. Well, anyway, what else is new? Oh, God. Um. Off the cuff, I have read a little bit more. I hate to keep on the political um, train, but I did read a few more pages of that, um, The Making of Donald Trump by David K. Johnston. It's it's such an easy read. Like, it's big print. They're huge spaces. It's not, I mean, it's the kind of book you would write about an idiot. Like, it's a simple book about a simple man. Yeah. And obviously... I don't like to I don't like to generalize it. I don't want to oversimplify, but I can't ignore anecdotal pieces of information. Donald Trump's grandfather, according to this book, um, was not only entrepreneurial, but uh, it involved also um, whorehouses, prostitutes. He was a pimp to some degree. Okay, interesting. Whatever, fine. Um, but his 
Um, father, also incredibly entrepreneurial, set the path. Uh, actually, his grandfather probably set the path, but um, his father was an incredibly successful, I don't want to generalize slumlord, but he was referred to that many, many times where that would not be inaccurate to, to use, to describe him. Um, but he was a, a contractor, developer, and a landlord for um, government-subsidized um, um, row housing and, and uh, inexpensive um, low-income housing. And he was famous for twisting, finding the loopholes in the law to save the most money, use the most government <laughs> money, and um, use the cheapest materials. Mm. And he also apparently worked with the mafia. The Genovese, um, Gambino crime families in in the um, late 20s, early 30s, um, around there. I'm generalizing. I can't remember exactly. And now when you think about where Trump is and you look at his his um, construction dealings and his involvement with – you're like, this is, it's just a third, fourth generation business plan. Huh. And apparently with some new – I saw some really great John Oliver – Pardon me. Um, piece where he talked about the fact that Trump might be reading at a fourth grade level. It's not that he is such a genius that he dumbs his rhetoric down to a, an understandable level to his perhaps less intellectually gifted um, support uh, base. He might actually not be smarter than a person who writes at a and reads at a fourth grade level. Hmm. Um, now, I I mean that doesn't surprise me. But if that's the tr – like no longer debate about it. Like if that's the truth, what does that say about our country? What does that say about us as a people, as a citizenry? He's our president, and a lot of us voted for him. Not me, but I say us because I don't want to separate. Um, it, what does that fucking say? He's literally an idiot. He's our president. Like like there's also these inter um, articles about that's his – That's why he paid because he, he didn't want his SAT scores released. Exactly. Yeah, he he, he's been paying everyone. That was to on the uh, trial. Like that, that was – um, they had evidence of that. We're of, literally of hush money or threats. Yeah, we're at a point now where the the media is like, "Sir, are you an idiot?" No, no, I'm not. Okay, <laughs> am I an idiot? Am I really? An idiot? That's what it comes down to. Do the people think I'm an idiot, and then everybody's like, ah. "He's like, doesn't sound like I'm that dumb." It's like, <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> it sounds like the people think I'm really smart. This guy, I swear, he's 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 a uh, he's the most, per, arguably the most successful con artist in the history of America. Yeah. That's, I mean, of course, that's subjective. The too. Wow. Hey, man. Um, th this is a really sort of weird. Um, how many How many Donald Trumps does it take to screw in a light bulb? I don't think he would screw in a light bulb. I think he just would. just one. He would stand there and hold it, and the whole world would revolve around him. Did you apply an old joke to Donald Trump, or did someone tell you that in a Donald Trump? I applied it to a Donald Trump. What was the What was the original one? Um. How many actors does it take? Oh, it was an actor joke? Yeah, yeah. Fucking genius. Um, hey, man, he's an actor. Like, sure literally is. and professionally. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, his deal would be with uh, movies that want, that wanted to shoot inside one of his establishments or one of his hotels or country clubs or whatever. The deal would be he'd have to be in the final cut. That's why he's in Home Alone real quick. He's like, when, he, when he's like, excuse me, sir, where's the bathroom? He's like, you go straight down, you take a left, and then you turn right. And then the kid's like, thank you. And then Macaulay Culkin runs away, and he just like, and it's just like a wide shot of Donald Trump, like, smiling. And then it's, like, over. I, so stupid. I don't think I'm ever going to watch that now. I and had plans most, to. 
most gonna, yeah most directors would always like try to cut them out because they were like oh my god they have to deal with this like yeah. it was a thing like oh god we want to shoot here but it's like we got to deal with Trump because he owns it of course of course it was you've never seen that scene in Home Alone I I Home had Alone two lost in I New had York. Home Alone two in my queue it's not it's coming out now oh come on just watch it <laughs> it's so funny it's so stupid just watch it you'll laugh hey when man you like see I Trump. said I was gonna but. Yeah, it's a good. It's, you've never seen. I it. was looking forward to it. I was like, You're I such a liar. had it all laid out. I was gonna make popcorn. Such a liar. I was gonna get a Jolt soda. Mm-hmm. Can we please bring back Jolt? No. I hate making these jokes, and no, no one knows what Jolt is. No, it's like Shasta. No, no Shasta still exists. Yeah, but we don't. But it, it does, and it doesn't. If you're gonna make a soda, you can't be honest about it. Jolt. All the sugar and twice the caffeine. Jolt soda. That that right there is an advertisement. That right there is a, is. Diabetes. In fact, that's my next career. I want to advertise nothing but sodas that have the worst shit in it. Oh, God. High fructose corn syrup times two. You think you had your soda before? Wait till you try new Schnaz soda. Dude, Schnaz is not bad. What was that other one? Uh, Surge? Oh, remember dude, that? I remember Surge. That, was, that lasted longer than Jolt. Really? Wasn't that like Coke or Pepsi's answer to Mountain Dew? I think so, yeah. Whatever I mean, the opposite one is. I mean, at that time, I, who knows? At that time, to me, it was just Surge. You know what Mountain Dew is? Uh, the reference is like what that word was for. Mountain Dew, something test. I don't know. I think it was moonshine. I think that was a, a code name for Mountain moonshine. Dew. Oh, that makes sense. I think that's it. I could be wrong, but I think that's that. I think feel like that makes was sense. That makes one sense. of those little uh, moments of trivia that never leave your brain. And oh my god, people augmenting like changing the story, going back and be like, "This is what happened." That's not at all what happened. Why did you change people's brains? It's, they have done studies where you literally change. What like when you see a crime and you tell the cops, it's like you get it wrong. Yeah, yeah. That blows me away. People, oh my god, I was talking to the person the other day and they were telling me about this thing that they ate, and um, I was like, that sounds really good. And then their boyfriend was like, that that wasn't what you had. And she's like, what are you talking about? She's like, yeah, it was that. And he's like, no, 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 that wasn't it at all. And then he literally was like, text Karen and see if Karen. <laughs> Long story short, Karen. she texted Karen. Karen got back and was like, that's not at all what you had. That's hilarious. Yes, it was amazing. She was like, why did I think it was that? <laughs> We're like, I don't know. That's insane. <laughs> oh, God, that's scary. Just making it, just changing um, the story. Real quick. No, no, take it your time. What, uh, have you seen the documentary Leaving Neverland? Not yet, but again, in my queue. Popcorn, Yeah, jolt. okay, then I don't want to talk about it until you watch it. Yeah, no, don't. Um, in fact, now that you bring it up, and I've been putting it off, I will watch it this week, and we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, you should uh, watch it. I've only heard incredible things. I mean, how can you say good things about... It's not incredible things. I don't know why people would say that. About how good the documentary is. The documentary is really good. It's really, really fucked. It's really fucked. Oh, God, which reminds me... <sighs> Uh, a buddy of ours told me about another documentary on Netflix, and I'm going to get the name wrong because it's one of those Spanish words that it's impossible for someone um, to pronounce if they're not absolutely uh, of, of Hispanic descent. Um, I'm not even going to try. It's ignorable. Like, it's like... Ignorable. Yeah, I don't know how to say it, but that's close enough. And it's on Netflix, and it's about those 43 students that were that disappeared in Mexico. Oh, and how it was government And it, how it was like government... Um, involvement, so I'm like, ah, Jesus Christ! Do you know that's going to be like? Have you seen Three Identical Strangers? Three Identical Strangers? No, that is a good one. Give me a brief, so we, myself, and the listeners can um, can reference if we want to look for it. It's uh, so one kid goes to school. He starts. People start waving to him. He doesn't know who they are. It's his first day at school, at college, and then he starts to realize everybody thinks he's this other person. This other guy sees him and says, "No, you look exactly like this person who went here last year, or like who who came." Don't give up too much. Yeah, Kim check out last year. 
blah, blah, blah. Pretty much three random people out of weird coincidences find out that they're all each other's, they're triplets. They actually are triplets. They are triplets. Now, do they, give, do they give that birth. away? Do they give that away early, or is that something you shouldn't have given away? So quickly? no, 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 no. That's like that's like trailer. That's the okay. Pl- great. Yeah, cool, yeah. cool. Just checking. Then they start to dive a little deeper and really realize why they were separated at birth. People may be responsible for separating them at birth. Whoa. Maybe and, and government involved doing. Maybe tests. some of the parents. The parents don't know about all the reasons they went in on maybe it. Maybe kind of all of the adopted parents didn't even know that they. Had siblings? Jesus. All right, really no more, no more, no more. Government no more. shit? I want to see. I want to see. Stop so, it. yeah, watch that. It's, it, it Stop was, it. I think it was an Oscar contender. I, mean, I can't it remember. It better be. But it was, it. it's, yeah, it's mind-blowing. That is mind-blowing. It Here's just the thing, go, man. It's, a, it's an onion. That's what it is. I'm telling you right now, all documentaries are mind-blowing. Nothing, good save, yeah. nothing is not interesting. Like, you could seriously... No, but, but some documentaries are just slow burns, and sure. they're not made right. You know what I mean? Like, the, the subject could be good, but the, if it's not made right... How many of those can you can you name right now? Uh, any documentary on World no, War II. No, tell me. That's good. That's a good joke. But my point is, <laughs> most documentaries, if you if they end up in front of you, have some sort of information and, and value. Are you like... I've fallen asleep on some that I've, that I've like started to... that I was like, maybe this would be good. And then I started and I'm kind of like, oh, If so you're boring. also, as a, a little side note, when it comes to falling asleep in front of something that someone else loves, there are things that I love that if I'm not in the right state of mind to be present for them when I'm watching them, they can seem boring. Like sometimes it's the individual and not the piece, which is... I know you know that, but I want to make that clear. Yeah, um, but also everybody has their own, like, I could think a movie's great and you could think it's really bad. And right. I'd My point like, is documentaries yeah. are amazing. Yeah. And they're all of them, to some degree, have some kind of value, um, some better than others, but there are so many good ones. It's almost like, what isn't interesting? You could do you could do the history of fucking spoons and I'd probably watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's where I have you wrong. I would never watch that. Okay, I would. <laughs> History of Spoons, dude? Oh, God. I just don't need to know about did Spoons. I, it's not usable did information. You, did I tell you? I, I, I was eating ice cream um, in my, you know, my, my loungy chair in front of the TV, and I had thrown away the, the container, but I left the spoon on the little table next to it. And, uh, and it was there for like maybe a day, day and a half, and then all of a sudden I looked at it and I was like, if anyone looked in my window, there is no way they would go, that's not a heroin spoon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Yikes. a spoon with nothing around it, you instantly think heroin. Yeah, so yeah. I quickly put it in the sink. Um, but there was that moment of like, oh my God, like you can look at something. Yeah. And it looks like obviously if you look at the spoon, there's no burn thing on the bottom and it's not, you know, there's nothing else around that would make you think someone was doing heroin. Um, I'm not doing heroin until I'm 75. Um, what if it's, what if, what if, you know what I realized? If, if you've seen um, Minority Report, right? Yeah. Remember the drug of choice in that movie, the thing he was addicted to? Where they put the little cartridge in and he clicks it and he inhales it like an inhaler. Yeah, yeah. Those are vapes. Yeah. We're already there. Yeah. That movie did a great job, in fact, of predicting the future, of showing what things could be like with the energy weapons and things like that. I watched some behind the scenes making of Minority Report and they literally got, I mean, it was a big budget film, of course, at this point we understand that people like Steven Spielberg and Scorsese put panel people together to, to brainstorm things but they literally um, got professional futurists together to discuss what weapons would be like what transportation would be like which is why they have those rail systems because yeah, yeah. that was predicted to be something that would happen everything in that movie had some sort of like this is might be the way it goes that's interesting really interesting and the, the way he manipulated the computer screen with that's that's coming yeah oh yeah yeah 
Um, Go ahead, finish it up. I've been talking all day. You get the last word. The last word. Oh, it's so much pressure. I know, right? Don't worry, I'm here. Um, well, I want everybody out in the world that's listening to this to take a deep breath. Oh, no. Are you going to tell them what to do again? Jesus Christ. I want them to just take a deep breath. I want them to take all of their worries, their daily worries, their month worries, their bills, everything, anything that, that maybe is just giving you a little anxiety or making you a little worried. I want you to just breathe it out. Know that everything's going to be okay. We're all in this crazy ship, this crazy ride together. And um, the best thing you can do is just be kind to one another and go surfing. Oh, my God. Go surfing. <laughs> um, I tried surfing. I, it wasn't for me. I want to <laughs> add. That was a really nice thing you did. Um, I want to add. And this is this is rudimentary to some degree. But everyone... It's the reason why you can have a market like like uh, Hollywood in the industry and make the same movies over and over again is because you have a new crew of humans coming up every decade that haven't seen this shit yet. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, and so although this is rudimentary to, to people like us, we've had these discussions over and over again, there might be someone out there listening where this is like a new thought. So if this is helpful to you on a very basic level with someone about um, what's out there, extraterrestrial life, humans, purposes, and all that kind of stuff – I remember when I was younger and someone said to me, do you believe in aliens? And I was like, what a weird sort of broad question, believe in aliens. Can you, at the time I wasn't sort of present enough to be like, can you tell me more about what you mean by that question before I just give you a yes or no answer, which isn't going to get any of either of us anywhere. I realized that there were people who truly thought, even though they say 99% of all life that has ever existed on planet earth has already gone extinct. And if you think about that, we have, millions, hundreds of millions, maybe billions of different life forms on this one little planet, to think that that's where it ends is absurd. It's yeah. just absurd. Crazy. It's ridiculous. It's, 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 There's like bajillion. It's not, you don't even have to think about it to be like, yeah, of course. But my one fun phrase that I thought really turns the table on someone that sort of, um, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to insult them, but they might yeah, just be on their like, path. They might not be there yet. If someone thinks like that's crazy of aliens out there, said I always say, um, "What is an alien?" The answer is a I don't know a creature in space, like floating in space, an alien like life form. I go yeah, and I say, "What do you think you are?" Yeah, you're a fucking life form floating around in space on a rock. You're the fucking alien, bro. If you don't, if you want to know if there's aliens, you don't have to look any farther than the goddamn mirror. You're a goddamn alien, and some drugs will show you that if you haven't seen it for yourself. On that note, <laughs> but yeah, we're aliens. So take a deep knows. breath, go surfing, and know that you are an alien. Aliens are dorks. All right, guys. Yeah. Well, th- thanks. Well, thank you for listening. In. Once again, rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Or as I say, don't, because I don't want your subscription. We got about 50-50 coming in. (laughs) Right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. All right. Talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Peace.